Welcome, everybody. This is Habits of the Few. I am your host, Mona Bolsley. Today, I've got one incredible man. His name is Sam Falsafi. He is uh, one of the founding members of Warrior, a movement that was brought by by uh, Garrett J. White. He is a speaker and entrepreneur. He's an author. This man is a powerhouse. Uh, stay tuned. This is one incredible episode you do not want to miss. Welcome to the Habits of the Few, where we discuss habits, rituals, and mindset tactics that you can use to reach your version of success. And now, here's your host, Mo Nabolsi. So I'm uh, Sample Safi. I'm the lead trainer at Wake Up Warrior uh, here in Laguna Beach, California. Beautiful. So why don't we start there? I, I, I under, I've heard your story. I've seen your story. I've been told about your story. It's a very profound story. I follow you on Instagram. I get first, first uh, heads up from, from my buddies that have been trained and coached by you. And you know, one thing that they mentioned is that you're kind of like a switch. You could flip it on and flip it off. You go from trainer coach, like no fucking around to just being this real happy go lucky guy. How are you able to differentiate and make that adjustment so quickly from, from the psyche? Like what, what goes through your head when that takes place? I, I think it's uh, not, I think, I know it's, it's not something that I'm, you know, either pretending to do or trying to impress someone or uh, it, it's just when there's a time for training, there's a time for training and there's a time for just uh, being, uh, you know, me, right? And, and right. in the training, there's a version of me that shows up that knows nothing but that the objective, which is to get whoever's in the room trained. Yeah. Um, that's the intention. I, and I, you know, I, I, I can't really say that's that's a skill or talent that I have other than, honestly speaking, it's just, you know, so, like it's just something that comes through me and in that period of time it's just it's getting channeled um and i'm simply as uh you know acting as an instrument um i i truly believe in that because other than that i won't i won't have any other explanation for you and then when that is off and we are not in training obviously you know i'm uh, just uh, myself and the person that uh you know, it's full. Uh, you know, I'm an idiot. I'm funny. I'm 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 angry. I'm I'm all of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so my question to you is: You go from almost like two versions of life, the old you, and then the you that is today. What was it outside of the code? Because I know the code is a big portion of it. What was it that made you decide? Because the whole premise of this of the show is to tell is to teach people, or at least express to them. Some of the habits, the disciplines, the, the mindset that you have to have, how do you make that switch into wanting to achieve something, achieve more in life, financially, spiritually, you know, uh, personally, whatever the case may be. So what was it that like made that switch and how did you overcome all of those obstacles in order to get to where you are today? You know, I was, I was thinking about that this morning. I wasn't really thinking about your question, but now that you mentioned, I was thinking about this morning on the drive to, to work and was like, fuck man, I haven't really been consistent with anything in my fucking life. Like I took a look at my life, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have some coffee. Okay, I I was consistent with having coffee every morning. And then I look back and said, no, that's not true. You know, there are days that I miss coffee and it's not a big fucking deal and I move on. And uh, there's been, I haven't been consistent on working out. I haven't been consistent on being on time somewhere. It's it's just, there's been a lack of consistency in my life. 
and I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, in the midst of all this chaos, somehow, you know, I managed to to get the result of what I want from life. It's kind of like, um, <laughs> I went to this trip to India about 10 years ago, and uh, and I, I'm, I'm in the car, and suddenly I turn around, and there's a fucking elephant next to me, and I'm like, <laughs> and I turn left, and there's a, there's a cow, and there's nine people turning left at a signal, and I'm, and I'm here as a passenger with somebody else driving, and I had a moment, I'm like, okay, it's complete fucking chaos. Like, this is chaos. But at the same time, you know, we never got late to the airport. Like, it was impossible to imagine that we would have gone on time to the airport, and then we made it to the airport on time. So in the, the realization was in the midst of all this chaos, there's a system that comes in and works now. If the driver would have drive the way we drive here in the United States, there would have been a major problem. Right? Oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. they have a methodology, they have a way, they use the horn as, as, as a way to actually help them move forward. And so the system kind of works in chaos. And I was comparing that this morning kind of to what my life is, uh, because I don't see my life, and, and, and I don't say my life, I say the life of a modern man, modern, busy, married, uh, with children, I don't see his life being a, a a consistent life in all angles. Like, listen, I'll be very honest with you. I was very fucking consistent when I was single, guaranteed. And you can tell me the same thing. Yeah. That when both you and I were single, we were pretty, pretty, pretty consistent at doing a lot of shit. Because yeah. the only thing that we had to worry about it was ourselves. We yep. would get out of the house, and we wouldn't need to worry about what time we need to come back or who needs to come back in the house. Do we leave a key or not? Like all kind of things that we are responsible for and consistency played a big game when that amount of chaos and stress wasn't there. You take a modern man today, modern businessman, married with kids, there's a lot of chaos all over the place and it's difficult to stay consistent. There are gonna be components of your life that you're gonna have no choice to submit to and have them as an order. It's an order. It's not a choice to be consistent. It's an order, right? It's an order. You must do this. It's above and beyond discipline. Because again, right. if you talk about discipline, you're talking about you being in control and like, okay. And, and you end up with these feelings of guilt and shame, whether you apply it or you don't apply it. And then obviously, you're constantly comparing with everybody else on the outside, constantly comparing that they're more disciplined and you're not. And the beatdown of the guilt and shame of this comparison, it's worse than the actual discipline that you would have taken and put in place. So in the midst of all this, uh, man, to, to answer your question, like how I, I was able to do this, I did the one thing that I was actually like good at, which was I connected with the truth. Like I stopped lying. And I let go of any guilt and shame associated with habits, discipline, routines, every, every kind of every kind of structure out there that somehow somewhere would paint guilt and shame on me if I would fuck it up, right? And I say, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. If I fuck up, I'm gonna say I'll fuck up. I'm gonna be honest about it. And if and if I did something, I'm gonna be proud of it. So the, 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 the switch for me truly happened when I decided not to lie. Because the truth is, I was brought up with a religion that taught me, you know, lying is bad. If you lie, you'll, you'll burn in hell and all kind of shit. So like, I never got 
the the meaning of lies and truth, it was always something that I had to avoid. It was more of avoiding uh, versus understanding or even being involved. Uh, now at 43, like I understand like the consequences of lying, even a white lie, even a small lie. Yeah. So I I the one thing that I do that it's really good. Everything else like I don't I don't like I suck at man to be honest. But the one thing that I really do is that I don't lie about anything. And so the, 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 the power that I get from just not being able to paint guilt and shame on myself because of potential lies or because of the silent lies. Sometimes we, we, we don't say what we feel and that's a lie by itself because we're silent. And uh, I don't do that anymore. So because I don't do that, I was able to make the, whatever switch that you witness uh, and that you're telling me and then that I witnessed in my life and how I operate with. So I, I would honestly say that that is the only thing that I've done. I haven't really done anything else. So I, I would I appreciate you saying that and sharing that with me. I there's a there's people and I think this goes for men and women. How do you come to terms with telling yourself the truth? Being 100% honest. I know I personally know you know uh the reflection and, and what you know I've, I've come to terms with that but how does just a normal human being let's just say they're married you know whether men or women they have children like you said there's chaos and even like the little white lies but but not just lying to people but lying to themselves and almost believing that lie you know how do you come to terms with yourself and and look in yourself and and, and be honest with yourself how do you what is that kind of transition? I mean, I feel like for me, it was a breakdown. Like I emotionally broke down, but not everybody I think has that, I don't want to say strength because I don't want to demean it by any means, but what are, what are some things like, what would you think would be an easy transition or, or not as a difficult transition? Or what do you think would be the steps to, to help with that? Because I feel like that is going to be the first initial step. And, and overcoming many more obstacles along the way. And it's kind of like clearing a path, right? I think, I think that's a great question in terms of, you know, this concept of lying and it's just like, you know, on, on the other side, it, it's easy to preach about it, but that, that, like how do you tactically bring it to yes. something yeah. that both you and I can actually do? So one of the ways, honestly, truly, is to get a guide, somebody that has done this and that can guide you. Sometimes that guide could be a friend. Right. But but again, it has to be a different kind of friend. It's a friend that is open in all area to have conversation with you, not just only reserved to talk to you about certain stuff. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it truly has to be a friend that is not yet a friend. Let's just put it that way, because if it's already a friend, it's already there is all kind of bullshit between you guys. Uh, that That is a fact. So you need someone that's unbiased. You know, unbiased, somebody that can guide you. There's many people out there that can guide you and help you. And, and so, so there's one way. Uh, another way is, unfortunately, if a tragedy happens, if a tragedy happens, it's self-awareness that comes in and, and, you know, you start reflecting within because of the tragedy. And, uh, and unfortunately, you know, tragedy happens and it, it's an awakening moment, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's also trauma. There could be drama that happened in your life. There is trauma, anything that keep, makes you thinking and uh, questioning. Uh, but ultimately, if we want to bring it down for a guy like you and I that's sitting here watching this, maybe this audio and saying, bro, like, I don't really have any trauma or drama or tragedy in my fucking life. 
I don't really have anyone that I can that I that I know that could guide me. And you know, the, there's guys out there. I, I know that there's people out there, uh, or I don't really have any fucking money to pay someone to help me with this shit. So what do I do? Ultimately, it comes down to a very simple way to move forward, and and that is, you and I both have belief systems. Mm-hmm. We have belief systems around how we operate as a married man. Example. My belief system seven years ago was the life that I live with my wife is my personal life, meaning my wife is my wife and my dad doesn't need to know all the details about our marriage. My friend doesn't need to know all the details of our marriage. Uh, you know, nobody, nobody needs to know that I'm supposed to manage this marriage and I'm not going to talk to them about all the details of the fucking marriage. I'm not going to talk to them about, especially about sex and some of the stuff that is even more private. And part of it is understandable because like deep down inside, I really didn't trust anybody because at one point I knew I was going to be fucking judged. So that is a belief system, right? That is a belief system, which I operate. And inside of that, I, 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 I have this false belief that I'm controlling my marriage because I'm in control somehow because of this belief system that I'm supposed to be in control of it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't ask for help in that area. Or if I ask, I, you know, it's, it's a very, it's, it's, I don't expose myself in that area. I go extract information. And so if, if I take that belief system and I start questioning it and really challenging the belief system, is that like, is it true? Is it fucking true? Is it true that I cannot share my shit with somebody else? What if somebody else can't share the shit with me? And like, there's this honest conversation that takes place, no room for judgment and no room for fucking gossip. Because deep down inside, I know the culture that I grew up is full of fucking gossip. You say one thing, it comes back and catches you three years later. And even it's not in the culture, it's in like fucking, it's it's part of society right now. You say something now and three years later, they build a case against you because you said that. Mm -hmm. But I had to be okay with saying, you know what, I'm going to say it right now. You know, one of the other beliefs, no one should know how much money I should be making. Why? Like really, why? Like that's a fucking crazy belief system that I had. Right? It was it was all my insecurities. Oh, if they know how much money I'm in, they can judge me, they can take advantage of me, or they can see me as being poor. I don't want to be poor. Like, who gives a fuck? At the end of it, it's it's what it is. There are all these stories that we build to try to protect the image that we have. It, either the image of the rich guy, the poor guy, whatever that is. That's a huge, huge dilemma right now for a lot of guys that have a lot of money, all of the rich guys. Most rich guys feel fucking alone because they live in a belief system that they think everybody wants to take advantage of them for their money. That is not true. People want to actually connect with fucking these people that don't give a fuck about their money. Yep. But yet they, they've had it blocked out so there's no way people can connect with them. No way. And they miss out on this connection, they end up being very empty. On the other side, you got this poor guy that's building an image that he's not poor. Get this shit. But so, so to answer your question is to take 10, 12 belief systems, a belief system that you may have inside of your body, one or two, a belief system that you currently may have about God, your religion and how you operate in that space, a belief system that you have about your marriage, being a father, a belief system that you have in ways of making money, like being a producer, like that kind of belief system. Like put it, write it down on a piece of paper and then start questioning whether you truly believe in this or not. Do you truly believe 
in this. Is this belief system truly helping you today operate or you feel alone? You feel miserable. You feel that you're lying and you're hiding and no one knows about this. So it, it's a simple exercise. It's an inventory of your belief system and the questioning of that. Doesn't mean that's gonna change, mm -hmm. but you already started bringing sense of awareness by looking at them. So that, that would be my only advice because that's the only thing I did. Now I came into Worry Week and you know I had the opportunity to to be forced to go through a certain process to have the breakthrough that you have in order to have this mindset set up. But for guys listening to this that you know may not have this kind of opportunity, well, that's that's his way. That's his way of moving forward. It's like, hey, take an inventory of your belief system and start questioning. Where can they learn about Warrior Week? 50% of our listeners are young men. Yeah, so Warrior, Young Man is pretty good. Uh, Warrior Week is really not designed for any young man. Warrior no, Week. Young men, I mean under 40. So between 40, the ages of 30 and 40. 40. It's, it's, Warrior Week is designed for a married guy that has a line of business. Okay. Is there, are there any programs for the youth? Be the Man Challenge. It's, okay. it's a program that, um, you know, again, in order, we talk about the problems that we live every single day. The, 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 and honestly, the youth problem is not something that we address. Now, doesn't mean that they cannot listen to this because this right. is like 20 years ahead, 10 years ahead. Because a youth guy is going to listen to us talking and is going to say, bro, <laughs> you know, I get it. Some of the stuff is cool that you guys said, but I quite give a, don't give a fuck because I don't have a wife or I don't have a kid right now. So I don't really want to hear about those. And I get that. And some guys are going to get in more into it. It's like, I want to get married one day. So I want to listen to this stuff and see like, how do I need to operate? So our stuff really resonates with a guy that already has, you know, a, a wife and a kid divorced and he's dealing with children. And on young guys, we have a bunch of guys, young guys coming into bethemanchallenge.com, which is the, you know, they get to read the book. They get to learn how to become a better man. Uh, and ultimately being, being a better man has the portion of getting married and kids inside of it. I mean, I gotta say, honestly, if, if this existed when I was in my early 20s, I would listen to this shit. This would be my roadmap. Dude, I would say the same thing. Wow. Right? I would like, today I would say that, I, I roll back, today I would say that, I roll back when I was 20, when I had my fucking head in the toilet because I was blacked out after like drinking and smoking and like, ah, I don't, I don't quite know if I want to fucking listen to a guy who talks to me about wife and kids, but, uh, uh, you know, two well, years later at 23, I got married, so I would fucking listen to this shit at 23. Well, I mean, just just a simple fact is to stop, to, to be the man, to stop lying, telling the truth, yes. you know, finding resolve, finding your voice, changing your belief system. That shit, I mean, you know, forget the marriage of the kids part. Like, that. that's like the bulk of the, of the system. I think that's just going to rewire your brain. Dude, that is, like, this, these, these... There's so many information out there about habits, about 100%, about routine, about optimizing, about enhancing, and you name it. Like all that stuff is great. There's so many fucking books. I have tons of books myself on this thing. But at the end of the day, all that stuff it ends up being just like overwhelming. But the one thing, the one thing that is very easy to do is to stop fucking lying. And, and ultimately to stop lying, like you and I have like already, like we don't lie to people, right? If you're a decent human, you don't start like fucking lying on the outside. The worst, man, 95% of these lies are lies of silence, of lies of the, that, that we're keeping within the shit that we're not saying. 
mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not saying to any, anything to a person, well, oh, we're going to hurt their feeling. Oh, it's appropriate. Oh, it's this. And that. like, there's all these stories that filters it and dims it down and says, no, don't say your truth. And saying your truth doesn't have to be that you have to be in war with everybody. Right. It's that the young people, that the young audience listening to this, uh, that could actually relate to is telling the truth could cause a lot of conflicts. I get it. But there is a magical piece inside of Warrior that is taught beautifully, and that is the aspects of relevancy. And that means you tell the truth, you express your feelings around it. This is what we call real and raw. And then you make them relevant to the result that you want. Which means if, if a political de- debate has nothing with the result that you want. Let's say the result that you want right now in your life is to be a fucking athlete. Let's say you play soccer and you want to be the top soccer athlete in your you know, area. And that's the results that you care about. Then having yourself being truthful and emotionally and getting in, in, engaged in a, in, a, in a debate about political point of view with your coach or one of the players is not gonna truly give you what you want. It's gonna create a conflict that is not gonna get you what you want. So you have to choose the battles you wanna get in that are relevant in your life or else you'll, you'll become just somebody that is gonna go constantly against all kind of lies around the world and you'll never win. You'll never win because there's just too many lies around. You're gonna make it relevant for what you want. If you wanna be a great husband, if you want a great, great entrepreneur, if you wanna be a great daddy, then Tell the truth to your children. Tell the truth to your wife. Tell the truth to your clients because they're relevant in your life. Mm-hmm. If, they, if anybody else is not relevant in your life, then you don't have to fucking deal with that. If you're at a coffee shop and there's an incident, you don't have to feel that you have to express yourself and the truth because that becomes also a waste of energy where you could have actually poured that into your wife and your kids. Right. Something that's not relevant to you. Or that if it's a cause that you want to stand by, then fucking fight for it. You have to make it relevant. The problem is people start fighting for everything. They don't stand for anything and they start falling for just everything that shows up in front of them. Holy shit. I think you're 100% right. I think uh, going back to like all of these modalities, all of these different things that are out about habits and disciplines, because I've, I've bought them all too. I have, I have a list of books on all that. But it's just like, it's kind of like, I don't know if you talked, if it was you or Garrett that spoke about this, but it's kind of like building a Ferrari with like a, a Kia, you know, or a Honda engine. It's just like, it doesn't make sense to layer all of these disciplines and these habits when at the core you're fucked up. You right? So like if, if you're lying to yourself, number one, and yet you're trying to build all of these facades around you these multifaceted things of disciplines and habits because you think it's going to get you to your trajectory it's not going to get you there because you're not you're not transparent you're not honest and, and you're you're lying to yourself and everything around you is basically absolving that and i think that was my biggest problem that yeah. was my biggest problem is that i didn't realize that it had to start here and i was trying to find all of these external solutions but internally i was fucked up and it's true because when you think about what you want to teach your kids, you truly don't like, listen, man, like no one wants to fucking start teaching their kids 
like the shit that we start reading everywhere and all these books on personal development, like all that stuff gets absorbed and somehow somewhere there is a version of that gets communicated to our kids. And if that version, whatever that is, I'm not saying knowledge is bad, I'm saying knowledge is fantastic, but knowledge that gets applied through you in your own words and your breath. If your breath smells like fucking lie, that knowledge, it's already a manipulation. You're trying to manipulate your kids by forcing them, teaching them something. It's not gonna go. It, here's a reality. <laughs> Past three words, your fucking kids are not even listening to you. So you better choose your three words very carefully in order for those words to penetrate their heart and their mind. Has to be worse than not even listening, bro. Like it's it's a mm, they're, they're somewhere else. Yeah. They already have another idea. They have a success criteria in their mind that you are not meeting at the time of the conversation. They want to have fun. They want to have like they they have a different success criteria than you. You have an agenda, which is I'm going to teach this kid this stuff. So the truth is not long. The truth doesn't need to be defended. The truth is not a complicated conversation. The truth is very simple. Listen, your dad, we are poor. We are poor people. Let me tell you a story about poor people. Or listen, your dad, we are rich. We are rich people. Let me tell you about why people are rich and how they get rich. There is nothing bad or good. Problem that most of our life we've been, we've been trained and taught that poor is bad and, and rich is good or vice versa, rich is bad and poor is good. I know I've been, I've been, I know I've been raised with a culture that poor is good and rich is bad. So always be around poor people because they're very good. Poor people are divine and rich people are not. And, and you can quickly realize that that is not true. They're just people. There's no bad or good. There's simply the perspective that you and I build. And what if we can package that perspective in three words and we can share that with our, with our kids at the end of the day, our teaching. We absorb the knowledge in the books and in, in experiences, but we communicate them with the truth. So part of that is, is that you're talking about, there's, there's two different lies. There are lies that we've all experienced as, and we've been silent for many years as kids. As kids, we've all seen some shit happen to us. You know, some of us have been part of war. Some of us have been part of divorces. Some of us have been part of abuses, physical, sexual, whatever the fuck that is. As kids, we've all experienced a lot of negative shit. And they say, the books say, or the science says, by the age of seven, a man has already has a subconscious 80% built up with the programming of the experiences, what he have, been, he have seen, right? I'm not saying that doctors are saying that, you know, whether it's true or not, you know, I, I think it makes a lot of sense because a lot of our decisions are made from our subconscious. And then there's this 20% that we're conscious about, which is our brain that kicks in and starts like thinking. But we also know that we overthink a lot of shit. And then we forget about this, this decisions that we make that truly don't come from this place. Like it really comes from a place of heart, like getting married or falling in love with somebody or, or, you know, loving our children. And it's just, there's no logic around it. Like, I don't, I don't know how I can explain the logic of falling in love with my wife or the logic of loving my kids. It is just no logic around it. Other than this thing that says, you know, I feel it in my heart and that's the only thing I know. And maybe that's the only thing I've been taught to, to repeat it, but I don't have anything else to tell you because I don't have it in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you ask a guy a lot of stuff 
they can think and think and think and think and they can always find a logical sequence and pattern for ideas to express themselves when it comes to this like explain like the logic behind falling in love with your wife it like it becomes like philosopher are muted poets are fucking muted or they start fucking writing poetry that's beautiful but yet it's the beauty and the art in 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 a sequential logic that is expressed right still there's no fucking explanation like how does this happen scientifically well maybe it's not scientific maybe it's not and maybe it's time that you question one of those beliefs and start saying like what is it like what is this force what is this field that i find myself in which sucks me in like a vacuum and makes me attracted to this other person and i call my wife and it's like 23 years why is it that that i'm that i'm in this field why is it that i have these kids in my field what is it that I'm, i am radiating in this field that echoes and has a magnetic effect on them like these are questions we never ask ourselves right because we wake up at seven, we have coffee we go to the gym then we go to work we take a shit and then we do our work we work hard we bring the patient home we bring the money home we have supper we have dinner we see the kids growing up we go to the baseball games you know we make love to our wives and the next day starts and we you know do the same thing on the weekends we get together with people doesn't really leave a lot of room for us to just ask some basic questions about how we operate and like okay some of us do and then we depend on the answer in the books and that's good there's a guidance but there's a point where you have to start looking for the answer inside of you and just ask the question and be stubborn to find the answer because you're gonna find it. And at the end of it, even if it's a made up fucking answer, it doesn't matter, it's your answer. I can guarantee you your answers are more powerful than anybody else's or any other books if you begin and you start truly believing in them. And that's the path where you start leading on to when you start talking about truth. It stop lying is also the big lie that you tell yourself which is Well, you know, if I make up shit is maybe crazy or that that's insane, that's illogical. Maybe not. Maybe not, because everybody else has fucking made it up and they put them in books. I mean, everything you read is made up by somebody. Damn. <laughs> I think that's a great way to end it, man. I don't want to That's amazing. I just want to ask one last thing, a little quick thing. I just want to know what your take was on writing things down. Do you truly believe that it helps everybody? I think we are uh we are living in a we're living in a in an age where uh you know we are pretending to be connected meaning that in a world that we're technology like the technology connects us, right? Mobility connects us all over the world more than like technology connects us more than ever. yet we are so disconnected and we have fallen apart from the fundamental things that actually makes us function one of the fundamental things that makes us function is thinking thinking time you think about something a question and an answer very basic not complicated you ask a question to yourself and you think about it before you open your mouth and you start answering there's a transition that comes between the question and the answer and the ideas that come from your brain all the way to your mouth and if you're able to slow down that process and write it down i truly believe that there's tremendous amount of value in writing down 
slowing down, reviewing, and I would add one more thing to drawing or modeling. This is my personal preference. Like I write stuff down, but I like a visual representation of what I fucking just wrote down. Like if I write some stuff down, I'm able to make a circle and make a man on the outside and a man on the inside. Or I, I think it was today that I saw something on, on Instagram, which I was browsing. It was a, there was a circle. It's inside of the circle says, uh, you know, your comfort zone. There was another circle, smaller circle on the outside, and there was a dot in it. There was an arrow pointing at it that was saying, the magic happens here. Mm. To me, you know what I mean? To me, I get that. And my brain remembers that more. Obviously, it remembered it all the way till now, so I can actually share it with you. But uh, I truly believe in writing and, and, and in addition to writing in building models and models are nothing that just like, you know, squares and figures and triangles and it's pretty basic. I believe that's as humans, like the history has proven to us that we are creatures of models. Like you look at even like the pyramids and the questions behind it, how was it built? And like everything is a model. It's a model, model, model. And we're able to understand and capture that. I know my, you know, when I, when I teach to my son, I use a lot of models, which is circles and like, and the teaching becomes much easier on whatever topic. So I truly believe uh, and honor anyone that writes down. At the same time, I'm not a fucking writer. I'll be very honest with you. I'm not gonna write pages and pages. I'm also not a reader. I'm not gonna read pages and pages. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that like, okay, writes down maybe a paragraph, writes down an idea and puts a model on it and that's it. I might not do that later on. Tomorrow I do that frequently, but I'm not the type of guy that writes hours and hours. And you know, I know there's an art to do that, and uh, but I have no experience in it. I have seen others do that which they sit down in hours and hours and they immerse themselves into that. That's an honor and it's an art that I don't have. What I do have is short notes and models and I believe that has helped me tremendously. That's wonderful. Sam, where can people can find you? Where can they find you? Social media, all that stuff. Social media is Sam Safi. Uh, that's my, you know, that's me. That's my Instagram. Sometimes you see me, you know, shortless, trying to lose, uh, 60 70 pounds sometimes you see me you're good man you're looking good yeah you're crossfit yeah really better man <laughs> so you know you like you'll see me uh my entire totality on my social uh social media i mean you you see my weaknesses being exposed you'll see my strength inside of uh the training that we do here at worry week uh you can go to worryweek.com you can go to be the man uh, challenge and you can follow the work that we do here inside of warrior uh, you definitely see our strength in there. Uh, but on social media, you'll most definitely see our, our weakness and you'll see the strength of our message. But you'll, uh, you'll see our weakness because the goal is if we don't expose our weaknesses, if we truly don't triple down on our weaknesses, then we're truly not working on ourselves. And that's, 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 that's like a, you see a lot of athletes on, uh, I'll just pick up on athletes, fuck it. You'll see a lot of athletes on social media, right? And uh, they do what they love and that's what they're promoting from a business perspective and that's fantastic. But when it comes from a personal branding, just personal as a person, uh, not a lot of people take the stand of exposing how weak they are. Like people like to showcase that they're, you know, fucking running 100 mile races left and right and they're fit for it and they're actually good at it. But you don't see that guy like putting himself in a pool and start, or in the ocean and start swimming because he suck right. at it. You don't see the same guy talking about the fact that he's divorced three times and hey, he never had a kid. 
Like you don't, you don't get to hear it. And then the, the preaching takes place about triple down on your weakness. Well, motherfucker, you're not really exposing your weakness, but you're preaching about it. So I took a different stand. I'm like, I completely exposed my weakness. And, uh, and you know what, man? I feel good inside of that. Because then again, I have nothing to hide. There's nothing to lie about. It makes life a lot easier. Yeah. So it may not be the best. I'm saying it's just, it may not be the most, you know, pleasant social media. Uh, I'm sure there's more good looking people that you can find other than my fucking page. But hey, <laughs> if you're into fucking real shit, then, then you can visit my page. That's awesome. <laughs> Sam, thank you, man. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. We'll give this squared away, edit it, we'll promote it, we'll send it off to you, we'll give you copies, whatever you want. Cool, man. Anytime you want to have a second version of this about the. Oh, fuck yeah, I'll have 10 of these if you're willing. Hit me up, bro, no problem. We can make a series of these. (laughs) (laughs) We can pick a topic and just go. (laughs) Well, we're bringing Ephraim as a guest special. (laughs) (laughs) Ephraim, uh, what's his name? Ephraim Jando, you are officially invited. We can we can even do like a spin-off where it's like like Middle Eastern cooking show. No, exactly. I want Ephraim to come in. I want him to talk about two hours just about shish kebabs. Just like dude, that's your topic. So if you come in on this, like I want I want to know how shish kebab changed your life. And both you and I know that it did. Don't be a lie. Ephraim. Ephraim. All the way. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. All right, brother. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.